Welcome to Fables and Fairy Tales, where this week the story is... Sir Tommy's Fire. This story was written by me, and it's based on the diaries of Samuel Pepys. Here to read it to you, it is I, your storyteller Chip Cahoon. This is part two, with more for Sir Tommy to do. If you missed everything before today, catch up at fablespodcast.co.uk. But if the story is with you, then let us continue. After checking on that tiny fire at Pudding Lane, Sir Tommy was satisfied that the night watchmen would easily get it under control. Soon he was back in bed and smiling with delight at the imaginary party in his mind. That dream party went on for ages and ages. Eventually, Sir Tommy wondered if there was somewhere else he needed to be. And at that moment, he woke up. He looked at the grandfather clock in the corner of his bedroom. It was nearly ten o'clock. He had slept in quite a bit probably because of that rude awakening in the middle of the night. But where were his servants? Usually one of them would have tried to wake him up by now. Sir Tommy put on his dressing gown and shuffled to his bedroom door. He opened it and called, Hello? The building seemed completely silent. Sir Tommy looked up and down the hallway. There was no movement either. He called out again. Hello! From right down at the ground floor, Sir Tommy heard a sudden scuffle, followed by frantic footsteps clattering up the wooden stairs. At last, Sir Tommy's maid arrived on the landing, panting. Usually this maid brought Sir Tommy a tray of tea and biscuits in the morning, but right now her hands were empty. Yes, sir. Sorry, sir. Sir Tommy widened his eyes. What's going on? Where is everyone? Sorry, sir, she replied, but most of the house is off to see the fire, sir. That made Sir Tommy frown. The fire? Not that piddly little fire from last night. The maid shook her head hurriedly. Little fire, sir? No, sir, sorry, but no, sir. It's huge. People say it's already burned some three hundred houses, sir, and has crossed London Bridge to the other bank, sir. Though they were talking about fire, Sir Tommy suddenly felt cold inside. I should probably take a look myself. The maid nodded politely. If it pleases you, sir. But then Sir Tommy shook his head. The fire couldn't have been that bad. If it was, surely someone would have woken him up earlier. This maid was probably just sharing a rumour, and rumours often spread around London far faster than flames ever could. If they wouldn't come and get me, why should I hurry to get to them, he thought. If they need me, they'll have to work without me for longer. That will serve them right for not coming to fetch me. And he said to the maid, Make me breakfast first, and mind it's a good hearty one at that. If I'm going to be out all day chasing fantasy fires, I'll need a full stomach. Oh, and once you've washed up, 
Come and help me dress in my finest suit. Of course he needed to wear his finest suit. As mayor of London, he had to make sure people always saw him looking his best. After wolfing down a large cooked breakfast, giving himself a thorough clean, and putting on his smartest outfit, including his mare's chain, of course, Sir Tommy felt ready to face the day. It was nearly lunchtime now. Sir Tommy asked the maid to escort him to this so-called huge fire. They didn't have to go very far. In fact, they couldn't go very far. By the corner of Gracechurch Street, the flames were raging so hard that the road itself was scorching hot, threatening to melt the soles of their shoes. They couldn't even see Pudding Lane through the flames and the smoke. Sir Tommy took the maid down the next street along. Let's get to the Thames and charter a boat, he said. We'll get a better view from the river. But as they approached the river, it was obvious that everyone else had the same idea. Hundreds of people, if not thousands of them, were queuing up for the small ferry boats. Most people were holding bundles of clothes or boxes of possessions. Some had pets in cages. Everyone was mumbling to each other while staring into the distance. Sir Tommy flashed his mare's chain to everyone so that he and his maid could skip the queues. Most people didn't even notice, their eyes fixed on something in the distance. Sir Tommy followed the direction of their gazes and gasped. London Bridge really was burning, with bits breaking off into the Thames. Finally, Sir Tommy and his maid reached the river. Sir Tommy put his foot into the nearest small ferry boat and immediately found the ferryman holding out his palm. That's eight bob, please, governor, the ferryman said. Five for you, three for the miss. Sir Tommy gaped. Eight shillings? It's usually just one shilling each. The ferryman shrugged. It's no skin of my nose if you don't want the trip, governor. There's plenty folk here more than willing to pay. Sir Tommy presented his mare's chain. Look, I'm your mare. The ferryman shrugged. Then surely you can afford it, gov. Rolling his eyes, Sir Tommy moaned, to no one in particular, Great! That's just great! What can I do? Why do people expect the mayor to be made of money? Then he reached into his jacket for his wallet and said to the ferryman, Fine! Here! Get us out to the middle of the river! The ferryman took Sir Tommy's coins and let him into the boat with his maid, but he didn't row out straight away. He let a few more passengers on first. All the other passengers looked like commoners, and Sir Tommy was surprised that none of them complained about the high price. Since they were poorer, surely they would find it harder to pay. When the ferryman did at last push away from the bank, Sir Tommy got a better look at the fire, and even though the heat, the brightness, and the smoke made his eyes sting, Sir Tommy couldn't close them. The fire was more than a blaze. It was an inferno. The flames stretched right along the bank in both directions and flickered higher than Buckingham Palace. Sir Tommy watched dumbstruck as pigeons flew across the sky. They couldn't fly high enough to escape the tips of the fiery tongues and so fell back to the earth with scorched wings. Sir Tommy shook himself. 
He needed to focus. He needed to think. The flames were leaning a little, giving Sir Tommy a clue as to which way the wind was blowing. This helped Sir Tommy to work out which direction the fire was headed, and... Oh no! he groaned. It's moving towards St. Paul's! St. Paul's Cathedral was one of London's most famous buildings, one of its most important buildings. Sir Tommy had to do something! That was part two of Sir Tommy's Fire. To find out if Sir Tommy manages to stop the fire reaching St. Paul's Cathedral, make sure you are subscribed to this podcast for tomorrow's episode. And if you're enjoying the story so far, please could you do a little thing for me? Please just take a few moments to write a short review of this podcast on your podcast player. Your reviews help other people to know the fun that can be enjoyed inside this podcast, which means you'll be helping us to spread that fun even further. Just look for a button on your podcast player that says review or maybe comment. Tap that and type away. Or if your podcast player lets you give us a heart or a star or maybe many stars, that would be great too. Thank you ever so much. Right now, though, it only remains for me to say cheerio and I hope to hear your story soon. So, cheerio and I hope to hear your story soon. Cheerio!